Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to Just Films and That, the podcast that celebrates films we think are underrated, underappreciated, underseen, or we just really, really wanted to talk about them. I'm your host, Alice Oliver, and with me, as always, is Josh Hallam. Hello. There he is. So this week it was Josh's turn to pick the film and he went with True Lies from 1994. So let's get straight to it. So, Josh, you picked this week's film, True Lies, from 1994. So, listeners, spoiler warning if you haven't seen that. So, Josh, tell us, what is the film about and why did you pick it? What's it about? So, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. He is a... Uh, he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis. They've mm-hmm. got a daughter. But he's a secret agent. <gasps> but she doesn't know he's a secret agent. Then, as the plot goes on, he's doing secret agent stuff, and in the meantime, suspects that she might be having an affair. So he uses his secret agent stuff to sort of see if she is having an affair. Hijinks ensue, and that's pretty much the plot of True Lies. Um, why did I pick this one? A few reasons, actually. It's probably, the, of all the films I've picked, there's most reasons I've picked this. So I'm quite nervous and excited, depending on your reaction, to talk about this one. So... <laughs> The shoe's on the other foot now, isn't it? Grease to what? (laughs) My dreams are in the palm of your hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I picked this because, firstly, I think it did pretty well commercially and critically when it came out. But I don't think it's always lumped in with other classic action films like your Die Hards and Lethal Weapons. And I think it deserves to be. Secondly, it was like one of my favourite films when I was like 12. Oh, really? So I was I was really interested. It's been on my list for a while because I really wanted to see how it had aged. Mm-hmm. So suppose in terms of the category, I can't really say it's underrated or underseen. I'm going to tediously say that it is underseen because it's not as it's not as watched as other big action films, and it's almost like it's sort of been a little bit forgotten. Because mm-hmm. I don't really hear other people talking about it in the same way they talk about Lethal Weapon and Die Hard and that sort of thing. Um, and the other reason I picked it was because you love Terminator 2. I do. I do. And Who told you? <laughs> you've mentioned it once or twice. Oh, and, 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 and this is another James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, you know, thing film that they've made together, project. Mm-hmm. And so I thought 
I wonder what Alice will think of this. Um, Interesting. So I think it's a really great blockbuster action comedy. Um, we'll come on to what I like about it in a minute. So, what did you think? I There was a lot about this film that I really, really enjoyed. Um, so it, it's a really, it's big, fun, crazy action, isn't mm. it? But kind of with this domestic sort of, you know, turbulent marriage story going on in the middle of it. And I thought that was really interesting. And I liked how their story, so Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis, who together were just such a wonderful pair. Ah, incredible. Um, fabulous. So you've got him who is, oh, what's his name again? I forget. Harry Tasker. Harry. Very, good that's Oscar. The one. Good, good. It's, it's one of those films that, that doesn't acknowledge that he is clearly not American. <laughs> Yeah, love that, love that. This and oh, come on, this is the thing with Arnie as well. This but that, it's the is trope, this is why it? we love him. Yeah, it's what you want from, you, want, you want an Arnie film where he's got a strong Austrian accent and he's called Harry Tasker. Yep, yeah, definitely. And she's called Helen, so they're Harry and Helen together, and they're very sweet. And I really liked their relationship, and I totally bought it. I totally bought into it. Um, yeah, I loved that their whole relationship was framed with like these big action sort of spy sequences. Um, so it's it's shot and it's framed beautifully. Mm. I thought the 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 way that James Cameron or either directs the camera or the way that his camera crew use the camera is just extraordinary. The way that they follow the action, it was so rare that you that the camera would be still. You would always be following the action. You're following the actors around the scene or you're following the cars. And the actors, the way that it's blocked was really clever as well. So the actors move in and out of scenes just in a really, just in a way that makes you completely immersed. Like it totally immerses you into the film and you totally feel like you're there. And a lot of that is to do with the cinematography and the way he uses the frame and the way he uses his actors. Um, like I said, it, it is fun and it's funny. There were a lot of really funny moments in it. And, you know, these typical, there was a lot of, you know, Arnie one-liners, you know, like mm. firing someone out of a cannon and going, you're fired and stuff like this. <laughs> um it was a little bit sexy as well. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. one of one of the the kind of one of the bits of turmoil, I suppose, for their relationship is that well, he's he's off being a spy, I'm afraid, so he can't be the most attentive husband. She thinks that he's a like an IT salesman, Compu or yeah, like a computer, computer salesman, salesman or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So so she she obviously has no idea and she's then looking for excitement in her own life and she gets it because we get so Bill Paxton who's also brilliant so That's he great. plays this guy called Simon who pretends to be a secret agent to get women into bed so he tricks Jamie Lee Curtis's character so Helen into thinking that she's helping him on this big mission and she's like oh I don't know if I can but okay I will because she's like essentially made out to be this kind of like bored housewife sort yeah. of thing and she's not even necessarily a housewife she's got her own job like yeah. she's got her own th stuff going on but she's not she's obviously not very sexually satisfied romantically satisfied she's not feeling the love from harry is she because yeah, he's like, so busy she's very unfulfilled isn't she yeah exactly and in quite a few different ways so then this you know mysterious guy comes along bill paxton playing simon <laughs> who just does who, but he does a really good job at like acting badly so there's a real good skill to acting badly if you know what i mean by that so yeah. obviously we as the viewer know within about two minutes of seeing simon on screen he's, he's obviously not a spy this is obviously an act and he's putting an act on and that's a really 
you know, you've got to find the balance of that quite right. And he does it really well. So you do believe that he is this giant sleazeball. So he tricks Jamie Lee Curtis's character into thinking, you know, oh, that she's going to help him on this massive mission and he has to take her to Paris and all this. Um, but then they kind of get all, they, it all gets found out and, you know, Harry kind of, sort of susses out what's going on. So there's this really sexy moment between Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger and there's kind of like this this funny double bluff going on where she thinks she's doing work for the American government mm. and she's sort of going up to kind of um kind of be a distraction for this other guy who is of interest from the government but they think that he's a different spy for like a different corporation or something but it is just Harry and he uses like a little tape recorder and that to you know <laughs> pretend that that's his voice and stuff and just does the whole thing with his face bathed in shadow uh, but it basically gets to a point where she is like dancing in front of him without many clothes on mm. um and it's like this really interesting sort of glow up kind of scene for Jamie Lee Curtis's character, who up until now has been sort of quite reserved and quite conservative in her behavior and in her actions. And then she just kind of lets loose with all this really sexual feminine energy. And he's like really, really into it, clearly. And instead of it being, like they dealt with it really well, I think. And instead of it being either like creepy or lechy, it kind of just felt like a really interesting moment between a husband and his wife. It, it was kind of hard to explain because I was watching it and I was like, is this weird and is this inappropriate? And I was like, I don't know if it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's it's <laughs> like, it's a that's probably the most famous scene in the film. Right, like loads okay, of people, yeah. if you met, especially people who were probably like younger and were going to the pictures when it came out, people always go, oh, the striptease scene with Jamie Lee mm. Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, yeah. and, and, and something I'd want to come on to, but I'm quite interested to get your thoughts on it now since you've mentioned it, is, is that it got a bit of criticism and it has had a bit of criticism since that it is a bit lechy, that scene. Okay, yeah. Now, I, I'm not a woman, so I can't really... I, I wouldn't want to comment that much, but a lot of people, and I think Jamie Lee Curtis herself have said, actually, she found it really empowering mm. to do it. Um, I don't really know. What what do you think, or can you? Is it a bit of both? It's it's it is always difficult with these things because you want to think that it is on the actor's terms and that mm. no actor is ever being forced or coerced into doing something that they don't have that they don't want to do. Let's say, um, but it it didn't feel particularly lechy to me, and she, like she did quite a good job at. Uh, kind of giving off this empowered air, I suppose. And she seemed completely in control. And, you know, she was quite far away from him to begin with. Like, they were a few feet apart and stuff. And sort of, he's sitting in the corner. But also, she's she believes that she's doing it for this wider mission as well. Like, yeah. she knows it's kind of all an act. And it's like, oh, we just need you to go up there and kind of distract him, basically. And so that seems to give her the confidence. Like, I don't ever feel like she feels really that threatened uh, in the situation. Yeah, and I think I think t two things. First of all, if you read around that scene, Jamie Lee Curtis was instrumental in the design and how it looked. And I mean, I'm not going to go into the into the sexy details, but but if you read about that scene, it's all her, mm -hmm. from what I can tell. She's very much at the forefront of putting that scene together. And the second thing is, I suppose as soon as he does try and touch her, she absolutely batters him. Yeah, and so she, and grabs, so, she yeah. grabs a phone so, and I mean, smashes it across for, his face, uh, I think, two or three times. Yeah, so, and it's not just anyone. It's, she batters Arnold Schwarzenegger, do you know what yeah. I mean? So I guess, <laughs> I guess you could say that, I suppose. 
Um, so so what, what else did you think? What else did you like? So some of the action sequences I thought were brilliant and they did a really good job at never, it never felt kind of like samey or repetitive. It always sort of felt like the action was fresh and there was a great kind of array of uh, quite violent and sort of action-y techniques. So there was punching and slapping and shooting and stabbing. And then Arnie was using his surroundings as weapons. So they're in a bathroom at one point and he's using the urinal to bash a guy's head in and then using the toilets and then using doors and stuff. And then my favourite sequence in the whole film is when Arnold Schwarzenegger is riding a horse oh. through the hotel, chasing a guy who's riding a motorbike through the hotel. I absolutely loved that sequence. And a different thing happens every few seconds so that it just didn't feel tired. It didn't mm. feel old. Like you get some action films where two guys will just be punching each other for five or six minutes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, great. But, you know, can we move on or can something different happen? And throughout this film, a lot of the action, a lot of the fighting, a lot of what you would consider the traditionally like action film scenes just all felt really, well, beautifully choreographed, first of all, but also just really fresh and different and kept me interested. Um, but yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger on a horse, I flipping loved that. What what more could you want? Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger on a horse chasing a guy on a bike. On a motorbike. Oh, Brilliant. <laughs> I love that scene so much. <laughs> that bit and the bit where he says, and he's giving instructions to his mate, and then he goes, and hurry up because my horse is getting tired. And he goes, your horse. <laughs> I love that bit yeah. so much. And he just takes it all in his stride as well, doesn't he? At no point does Harry, like every scenario, every situation that he's in, he makes his own. Mm. Like uh, near the beginning of the film, he's kind of undercover at this, you know, at this party or at this ball. And he's trying to, you know, get information out of people and also kind of sneak around and find out stuff. And he sort of almost gets caught. And so what he does, he just grabs the sort of nearest, most beautiful woman he can find and starts dancing with her and just sort of schmoozes her. Um, yeah, that was Cassandra from Wayne's World. Was, who, yeah, yeah. Who I haven't seen, I hadn't seen her in anything else. So that was a surprise <laughs> to see her as well. Um, but yeah, it, Arnie has just got, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I love, I think he's great as an actor and I think he's great as a person. Like he's, he's one of the most... Um, kind of interesting rags to riches stories to come out of Hollywood, I believe. And I think any scene that he's in, he makes it his own. Whether he's a robot come back from the future, whether he's a spy having problems at home, or whether he's an undercover undercover cop in a school. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he just makes the scene his own. And I think he did that throughout this film. Um, yeah, just, yeah. So a lot of the action, you, you get kind of just so many different kind of action like traditional action scenes but then still felt fresh and still felt unique and didn't feel like oh yeah I've just seen that before ending with obviously some big fiery explosions at the end which you love to see um and I feel like the film just kind of it kept taking you down a different avenue it was like well where's this gonna go next like you start off with Arnie with his his spy friends infiltrating this party and then you get a little bit about his home life and then you get him at the base, like, you know, his actual job where he's working for the government. And then you find out what his wife's doing and then he finds out what his wife's doing. Then he tries to question his wife and then they find out what each other are doing. Like, it just kept me guessing, I thought. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't predict which way it was going to go. And for a film that come out in 1994, like, I just... I, th I feel like sometimes you get you get to a point where you think, oh, I've seen it all. It's, it's just another action film. It's just going to be another action film. Um, and it just wasn't for me. Uh, so I I did, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was big. I thought it was funny. 
And I thought it was pretty sexy too. What about you, Josh? What what was like some of the key reasons you picked this? What are some of the standout things for you? Yeah, so obviously one of the things I said at the start was I wanted to pick it because I wanted to revisit it to see how it had aged. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And I, I mean, all the stuff you've just said then is like almost straight out of my head. I think it's it's a great blend of action and comedy. It's sort of a James Bond spoof, but it's but it's it knows it is. You know, it's got a lot of winking and nodding at the camera, a lot of meta jokes. You know, he arrives and he's in a wetsuit. He takes the wetsuit off. He's got a tuxedo. He's got a man in a van and an earpiece and loads of gadgets. And like you say, he's always quipping and he's he's in these ridiculous action sequences where it's him against hundreds and hundreds of henchmen. Um, you know that you know that idea. Of, of you know you, you can just change your surname as an alias but you, you're not very recognizable despite the fact that you are you know a massive austrian bodybuilder um the fact that um you know it comments on things like truth serum the bit with the, where they're going to torture him i absolutely love that bit where he's got the truth serum and then she is asking him questions he'd normally lie to but he gives her too much information mm-hmm. <laughs> um the bit where you know the fact that his shirt's always ripped you know, that sort of thing. There's lots of winking and nodding at the camera that you know that they're spoofing things like James Bond and other action films, but it's also a good action film in its own right. Um, like you say, great performances. Arnie, just doing his Arnie thing. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. camera loves him. He just owns the screen. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is really good in this because she sort of toes the line between really 
subdued, like you say, sexy, and like really manic and screechy. The trajectory of her character is something I really like. You know, she goes from unfulfilled housewife to sort of woman on the edge in distress to badass secret agent in one film, mm -hmm. and I really mm -hmm. like that. Tom Arnold's good in it. He's the one who sort of is always quipping and bringing, you know, he's the guy who's obviously saying the lines for the trailer. <laughs> um, Bill Paxton, as you say, is great. He's this sort of slimy, weaselly character. Um, Eliza Dushku is great in this, sort of pre-Buffy. Um, and I know she, I'm not going to comment any further on this, but I know she didn't have a great time in making this. Do your own mm. reading about that, just, you know, just in case. But fair play to her, because I think she's brilliant in this. Um the action, the action's great. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that we, I think, we've seen a lot of now. In that, like you say, that improvising of weaponry and and you know, big action sequences that move from place to place. But I just think this does it really, really well. The horse and motorbike chase is an absolute standout. But then you've got was, this. Oh, I loved it. Sorry, yeah, yeah I yeah. just loved it. It was such a good sequence. The, the the whole bit where and then the guy, the villain, jumps off the hotel on the bike, and you think he's going to try and jump over the hotel on a horse and then he just doesn't. I just mm. think that's so... And then he has an argument with a horse. <laughs> I just yeah. it's so... I think it's such a great blockbuster film. Um, it's, it, I actually want to... I thought I'll pop it on and I've seen this so many times that I can probably just crack on with whatever else I need to do, you know, in terms of prepping the episode on my laptop. And I was just hooked straight away. I was straight mm. back into it and I just watched it from start to finish. I mean, it's oh, it's, wow. it's two, it's like two and a half hours as well, which is, hours, which is long yeah. for us. It's long mm -hmm. for us. But, but I, some people might say it's too long, but I, I don't think you feel that. I think it's a breeze. I think it's just such a fun ride. Um even like or, or um the other the other great action sequence as well is um the the helicopter chase towards the end where they're trying mm -hmm. to get her out of the car because I'd believe that they actually did that stunt. Obviously, I don't think it was Jamie mm -hmm. Lee Curtis, but I, I that stunt and the camera work around that stunt, I think, is is just incredible. The music's great. You know, it's it's not like I don't think it's it's generic action film score. I think it's got like sort of that cut above. I think it gives the the film a real pace and energy. Um, I just think it's great. I think it's almost like it's just a almost like a perfect action comedy blockbuster, really. Some I don't know if it's well, certain about James Cameron or maybe just something about the resources he had at his disposal at this time or whatever. But like visually, it has not aged badly no. at all. Similar to Terminator Two yeah. and so Terminator One, a maybe aged a not quite as well, but Terminator Two and this just haven't aged poorly at all. And he obviously puts a lot of value into actually doing the thing and not just trying to CGI it or, or not trying to kind of find some way around it. He's like, nah, let's let's get this helicopter, let's get this car and let's set something on fire. And it just kind of feels like he does that and then it's really paid off. Yeah, and at one point, they must have had a real Harrier jet. Mm. Like, it's crazy, like you say. that, And it's all, I think, I think one of the things that really helps it which also probably probably to some extent helps terminator 2 but not as much is that for me it looks like everything is practical mm -hmm. obviously yep. all of terminator 2 isn't practical because of there is cgi in it for, for the for the for the different robots and stuff but that you know you can't really get around that but for, like things like this or other films i know christopher nolan does a lot of um practical effects when he makes his films or even like things like Spielberg, like a lot of Spielberg's film, the action is is usually 
practical uh, up to a certain point when CGI became more widely used, I think. But I think it really tells, and I think those great films that don't age like this, um, I think it really shows. So we'll move on to talking about anything that we would perhaps change about the film or anything we didn't like. So Josh, we'll come to you first, although I don't know if you're <laughs> going to have much to say about this, but go ahead. Um, I mean... I suppose, I suppose there's no there's no way of getting around it. There's a little bit of outdated uh, representation in it in terms of particularly women and perhaps you could say the te- the terrorist characters as well. So you know a little bit of sort of misogynistic language. You know th- things like ref- re- referring to women as as bitches or object not objectifying them, but just not not talking about them with the same level of respect as you might talk about a male character. But other than that, I, I'll be honest, I I, I don't. I can't really think of much. I know that um, there was a there was a sequel, uh, apparently in the works for a long time. Oh really? Um, and obviously James Cameron's went off and made Titanic after this, and uh, and um, <laughs> I forget he made Titanic. I you know, I don't forget um, that. <laughs> and and um, I know that he has since he has since said he feels like you couldn't make a sequel to this in a sort of post nine eleven world, um, mm. which you know. I can understand where where he's coming from, but I think I think I I personally would love to see a sequel. But I'm that, sure you would. That's yeah. just me. That's just me. Um, yeah. What What about you? Is is it, what What is there anything you didn't like about it or you'd change? Um, so I do agree with some of the things you just said. Then, um, what I did find, and sometimes you know when you're not sure if you're just trying to look at something with more positive eyes or not, mm. but I found because Arnie's character wasn't misogynistic at all and he was kind of looking down on his friend who kept because his it's it's best mate and he always close work colleague he's the worst culprit really at saying derogatory things about the women and it's him it's him and him and bill paxton isn't it really but then but then i suppose bill paxton's a weasel isn't he so it's not like and he gets his comeuppance doesn't he he gets left alone in the desert and he wets his pants so you can be satisfied with that and he does get his and you get the the lovely little fantasy where arnie like smashes his his face in in the car brilliant wasn't it yeah a little touch of fantasy in there like because he you know because he's saying all these awful things obviously about his wife about the woman he loves and he just um, punches him in the face and basically kills him. But it turns yeah. out that didn't happen. But that sorry, really as, you were, as, as you were saying, sorry. Um, so yeah, so there was those things. Um, I know you touched on it before, but it was a bit long. And not in the sense that I, I don't like films that are two and a half hours. Like, I, you know, if if the story's there and it's kind of, and it's necessary, I will watch a film that is two and a half, three hours long. Happy to do so. But I kind of just didn't care about the sort of last 25 minutes. So after you had the scene with the helicopter in the car and he saves Helen and then you see this explosion in the distance and, you know, and they're like, oh, don't look directly at it. And then they kiss and it's just kind of all sort of quite nice and heroic. I was ready for the film to end then. But then obviously it continues because the daughter, Dana, Mm -hmm. has been kidnapped and now she is a hostage. And I just... I didn't really care about that whole sequence and I'd sort of lost interest up to that point. I personally don't feel like we'd spent enough time with that daughter character to build up like enough of a bond. Like you spend so much time with Harry and Helen and you care about those characters and you care about their outcome and you want them to be happy. Whereas with the daughter, you just, you don't spend enough time. And it is like she was just 
it was like we just needed another thing to happen. Like there needs to be a, a child involved so that there is more risk. Because, you know, the whole thing about spies needing to be, you know, secretive and undercover is that it's not putting their loved ones at risk, you know, because that's collateral for your your enemies to kind of hold over you. So I understand sort of why she was there, but I just don't think they did enough to really bring that character to life and to cause that kind of uh, connection between the audience and that character. So for about the last 20, 25 minutes, I could have done without that. Um, yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. I would probably agree that the last 20 minutes is the probably the weakest part of the film. Mm. Um, and also, I suppose, now that I think about it, how do they know where the daughter lives? Like, I mean, and not not that yeah. it's a, not that it's a realistic film, no. but he's like a super <laughs> secret agent, and and they manage to just he pulls a picture out of his wallet with his daughter on it, and somehow they manage to kidnap her. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. So that that was kind of the main thing. The other thing as well, and I mean, you just touched on that. Like, it's not obviously it's not meant to be a realistic portrayal of of life or whatever, but the way Harry uses his resources his secret spy resources to kind of kidnap and interrogate his wife <laughs> and then this facade kind of carries on for a little bit and i was like haven't you got other stuff you need to be doing like sort of <laughs> arranging meetups at the hotel doing fake phone calls like getting his colleague to fake phone call her they take her into that interrogation room and they're just sat there interrogating her like in the middle of the night they take a helicopter to like go and kidnap her to take her to the interrogation room and stuff and i was like who's authorized this right come on who's had to fill in the paperwork to say oh yeah god then harry i guess can use this for his domestic issues so i was just like it was just, I know I know you meant to suspend your disbelief and everything, but it was one of those things I was watching it and I was like, how are they doing this? Who's let them do this sort of thing? Um, but apart from that, I really enjoyed it. Like I hadn't seen this film before. This was a first watch. I knew the, like I knew the name of it. I knew the title of the film and I think I knew that Arnie was in it. Didn't know that Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. Um, and I didn't really know that much about it, but I did really enjoy it. And I thought it was a really good action film that blended the comedy with it without it being too cheesy, which is a skill, I think. So we'll move on to talking about the critical reception. And obviously I picked this one, so I have the critical reception in front of me. Alice, you've not seen it. Ah, no, you know what? I must be honest, Josh. So for this one, so I found this film really difficult to find. Oh, right. Which means I had to search for yeah. it a lot. So there were so many instances where it came up. So I have seen the critical reception. So I would, I would loathe to guess and trick our listeners and it would make all my previous guests just, you know, seem false. But no, I have seen it, oh, so right. I shan't okay, guess. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, well, in that case, we know that it did uh, pretty okay with the critics and audiences mm -hmm. alike. So at the time of recording, it gets 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, and then over on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 76% and the critics give it 71%. So that's all pretty close. So you're, yeah. you're, you're talking early to, to mid-70s there. Mm -hmm. um, what do we think? As you say, first watch for you. Is is that fair? Is it underrated? Is it overrated? Is it appropriately rated? I, I believe that that's appropriate. Appropriate. Oh my goodness, I can't get it out. Appropriately rated. There we go. Gosh, oh, oh, tongue tied. I believe it is appropriately rated. And, but I, I do think, I would say that it is underseen. Yeah. And 
like it was difficult to find. Mm. It's not just readily available in in the normal places that you would expect to look, which really did surprise me. Like I thought I thought it was going to be everywhere. Yeah. And then sort of seeing how like how good it was and then hearing from you, you know, then like how across the board uh, it was very well received. I am I was surprised by that, I think. Um what about you? Would you give this is this like a 10 out of 10? No, it's you? not. You know, it's, it's, not, it's probably not a 10 out of 10. I mean, I'd say that was underrated. But I think really, I mean, I suppose if you if, to categorise why we pick films, I would probably put it in the underseen bracket. Now, as I said at the beginning, it did pretty well commercially. It was a, pr- it was a pretty big hit at the box office. Obviously, we've seen those scores, so it's pretty critically well received. So I don't know if you can say it's underseen, but I'm going to say, as I said earlier, that I think it's almost was a hit at the time and then almost has disappeared a little bit. And I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of people now, I don't think if you ask people now who who were sort of, I don't know, 15, had you heard of it, they probably would say no. But if you said, have you heard mm-hmm. of Die Hard or Lethal Weapon or James Bond mm-hmm. or even like the Bourne films or Indiana Jones you know, well-known action films. And I know obviously they're all franchises and this is just a one-off film. But I think it's really worth a look. I think it's a really well-made blockbuster. You know, it's a bit of sort of disposable, funny, sort of bit of a spoof with with fantastic action sequences in it. It's a real wink and a nod to things like James Bond. For me, I think, you know, it's great sort of Saturday night, Friday night, chilling out viewing for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would agree with a lot of what you said. And it it is right. When you talk about those other films that you mentioned, they're like so embedded into our culture. Like when you think about, you know, James Bond, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, people, you know, instantly know what you're talking about. And I feel like most people from kind of any age group know, at least know what you're what you're talking about, even if they haven't seen the films. And this is just a bit just a bit more obscure. Yeah. And now you can't really figure out why. I know, and and I can't. Whether it's something to do with that sort of that that outdated thing that we talked about a little bit, but I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it is. I, I mean, it's I no worse than James Bond. No, exactly. Come on, like you look at some of the stereotypes and the incredibly misogynistic behaviour in James Bond, and people still love those films yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Hey. I know. Right. Sorry. <laughs> No. I like Daniel Craig, but that's about it. <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose for me, could you give this to like, could you give this to like a teenager or a young adult today and have them enjoy it? Because I think you could. Maybe. It's hard to say, isn't it? Because a, a lot of the joy, I reckon, for uh, for me, I mean, obviously I can't speak for everyone, is Arnie. Yeah. So if you're an Arnie household, if your parents have showed you loads of Arnie films, then yeah. But if not, then I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll tell you what then, if you're a teenager or a sort of young adult and you have seen this, then let us know what you think because I'd be interested to know if why this might not necessarily still be in the public consciousness as much as some other action films. So there we go, True Lies. Uh, getting on in there to the underseen, but not necessarily underrated, but we still like it and I love it, Vault. It's a specific Vault, that one. If you want to give us a follow on social media, we're across all the channels. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're even on TikTok. It's just films and that. Search that and we'll pop up. You can send us an email if you think there's a film that we should be talking about. It's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We've also got a pretty cool website made by our very lovely producer and it's just filmsandthatpod.com. 
And if you want to do us a favor, if you've got your iPhone in your hand, leave us a little review on Apple iTunes. It'd be doing us a huge favor. It means people can get to hear about us. People get to hear our very, very important thoughts on all these very underrated films. That's it for this week. Josh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Thank you very much as ever. Cheerio. Bye. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.